Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. Another happy Wednesday to you, which means it must be the Babyface Heel Podcast. The Babyface Heel Podcast, because there's two sides to every storyline. My name is Greg DeMarco. I am the heel. Patrick O'Dowd is typically the babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes, except, well, Patrick O'Dowd's not here, so... We'll just blow that up and, and, and it'll still be all good fun and, and lots of, lots of good stuff anyway. Such good shit. So, yep. Miranda, you're, you're now whatever role you want to be. That's what happens. All today. right. Yes. That's what happens when you show up. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Of course, the Baby Fia Seal podcast is part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can listen to on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You can go to thechairshot.com for all your wrestling opinions, analysis, coverage, and so much more. Plus all the world outside of pro wrestling. It's sports, it's entertainment, and it's sports entertainment. All available to you at thechairshot.com. Follow on social media at Chairshot Media. This show, along with all of the shows on the Chairshot Radio Network, also stream on all of your favorite streaming platforms like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. So like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. You can follow me on social media at ChairShotGreg. Look, Patrick Goodell's not here, but if you want to follow him, you can. It's at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. And of course, you already heard her voice once. She is the queen of soft style. She's the Twitterless heroine, but you can follow her on the Instagram and the Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. That is, of course, Miranda Morales. Hello. I've just, me and you again. It's, it's kind of strange because I've been doing the show with Patrick for a right. few weeks. Then we finally got back together to trio. Now it's just back to the two of us. So, you know, really the one constant here is me. And you're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that, especially coming up on an IZW weekend. That's you're, you're the constant there too. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sleeping. Like the, 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 these two weeks that I'm having right now, like sleep is me. Just like last time, there was no sleep. You got the show, the after no the show, life sleep. after that. Like yeah. I don't I have to tell you like how I literally will not be getting sleep like to the, the days coming up to it. So just a warning. But 
you know, it's all for a good cause. It's all for, yep. for the love of wrestling. So that's right. It's the love of the game and, and so much more. And it's going to be really exciting. And, and, you know, typically once that takes place, we do a little brief debrief on air because why not? You know, professional wrestling is known for, for handling everything on air. When, when a couple has problems, they don't handle it in, in therapy. They don't handle it in the privacy of their own. No, they wait till Monday night and do it in front of a live audience and millions of people watching at home because that's what wrestling is all about. And we debrief IZW shows on a podcast as well. But that's next week. We're worried more about this week. Side note for you. Actually, no, I need to save that side note for the Hashtag Miranda Show. It's a story about what it took to get last week's Hashtag Miranda Show up on video. So I will, uh, we'll save, we'll save that. I know I haven't told you about it. All right, we'll save that. No, we, I haven't. So surprise face that I have. Surprise face you have. You won't be as surprised come time for the Hashtag Miranda Show. But that is A-OK. We've got a fun topic for today's edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. We've also got a fun uh, Babyface Heel of the Week, which Miranda doesn't even know about, but it'll be easy. No, I do not. You ain't got to worry Surprise. about it. Surprise! It, it'll be like, okay, yeah, of course, we can easily talk about that. And so much more, but you know, it's, it's, it's well, it's Wednesday, and, and we're, we're recording a podcast, and, and I'm here, and you're here, and, and it's for thechairshot.com. Like, I feel like something is is missing i feel like there's something that i'm supposed to be doing right now mm. and i can't quite something you should put my finger doing. on it and, and all right even though now. i say i can't put my finger on it as i literally put my finger on my mouse and and scroll to and the section of uh, you know what bar. greg let's just let's just give the people what they want because we know it they know it everybody knows it what you need to do right now is to Wind it up. It's time! Yes, yes, yes. It is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. And when I say that, I mean it's time because if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of the chair Yes, you know it. You love it. And yeah. you're going to love these t-shirts because if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find some awesome designs, which you can have in multiple colors and multiple styles. Yes, you know what I'm going to say. That also includes soft style. That includes soft style with or without sleeves because as we are getting to the hotter months, you all need to be comfortable. So make sure you pick whatever shirt works best for you in whatever color and, of course, in whatever style. T-shirts start at $19.99, but again, you can upgrade for a few extra dollars and order it in soft style, which I highly recommend, including the unofficial official T-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling the queen of soft style shirt, and everybody hates Greg. That and much, much more is available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Yes! 
Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! Yes! That's an idiot. Yes! Of course, that sound is none other than Daniel Bryan and the famous Yes Chance. Daniel Bryan, of course, recently lost to, well, my, your, Jimmy Uso's and everybody else's tribal chief, and that is the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. And as part per the stipulation of said match, Daniel Bryan is now banned from SmackDown, moved to the alumni section at WWE.com, and reportedly not currently under contract to the company. The future is wide open. I would say the future's in doubt. No one expects him to go away, but the future is wide open for one Daniel Bryan Danielson, Mr. Brie Bella. And we're so excited to talk about him here today because, well, a lot's gone on. And, and, and now we get to kind of speculate and talk about what's next for one Daniel Bryan. There's rumors of, of going elsewhere. There's rumors of resigning a contract. There's rumors of everything already being in place except putting pen to paper. And, and, you know, the career of Daniel Bryan has been one of the most storied from, um, starting off with the Nexus, the big babyface run, winning money in the bank, using that to turn heel and become a world heavyweight champion, building up, of course, towards Team Hell No, which is where he turned to the babyface side of things, growing towards WrestleMania 30, becoming Yeslemania, then the stories of his injuries, returning for WrestleMania 31 to win the Intercontinental Championship, again, not being able to maintain that, retiring due to injury, coming back at WrestleMania 34, um, having that meteoric rise, turning heel again to become a World Heavyweight Champion again, and, and, um, you know, after making that turn take place, of course, of being the antagonist in the feud with Kofi Kingston towards that babyface turn, of course, main eventing one more time WrestleMania at WrestleMania 37 with Edge and Roman Reigns. And now Daniel Bryan is, is, you know, if you believe the reports currently without a contract, Miranda Morales, what is in your mind? What are we doing? What, what, what's Daniel Bryan doing next? What, well, how about this? What should yeah. Daniel Bryan do next? I mean, honestly, whatever he wants. And, and I say that only from everything that you talked about, from someone who came to such a huge rise, who's done really everything that you can do within the WWE and headlining multiple WrestleManias, winning multiple championships, being one of the most successful and well-known wrestlers in our kind of modern era and being able to do that even before and after having a major injury that forced him to retire. Um, and also, and I say whatever he wants because of the fact that he had to retire and he fought to come back to, to pro wrestling, specifically the WWE. And he was able to have a, another successful run in as a world champion and lots of major shows. Um, but it also maybe it's still not what he's envisioning for his career at this time. Um, even now, I mean, I think one of the, the bigger reliefs from this 
as with the pandemic is that the touring schedule pretty much was minimal, if any, no touring schedule. So that allotted, you know, more time. And maybe through that, realizing that there's still things in wrestling that he wants to do that he cannot do within the WWE. And as someone who literally had to fight to come back into the ring, knowing he's not going to be able to do this forever, maybe he wants to kind of do his own bucket list or list of things and places and people he wants to wrestle and knows that window is going to close. So why not go for it? And and so I feel like if that's what he wants to do, he should do it. He should absolutely do it. He owes nothing to nobody, but especially the, the fact that he has a second chance. And now all the things that maybe at one point he thought, man, I wish I could have done that. He can. And sometimes it just means leaving, you know, the umbrella of the WWE, but also there's pretty much nothing he hasn't done. So, I mean, he's been able to do all of the major milestones and peaks and a a legendary hall of fame career, you know, what else is there left for him to do in the WWE? Yeah. Who knows one more year, he might've actually already been in the hall of fame. You just never know. And and definitely did lead a hall of fame career. So before we get into what we think is going to happen, um, you talked about you, we t- we kind of talked about his contract allegedly being up, and I want to go there because it was widely reported that his contract was going to come up in September, and that's when his deal was going to expire. Then he has the match with Roman Reigns. He loses. He gets moved to the alumni section. Now it's being reported. Well, the contract actually expired in April. It might have actually expired before the Roman Reigns match happened. He might have been working with the deal for two weeks, and you know who knows, right? So who knows? I know the answer. But before we go there, what do you think? Where, where do you think we are in terms of his contract? Having lost the master Roman Reigns, having moved the alumni section, is that setting up a storyline? Is he actually not under contract? Where do you think we are right now? I personally think that it's a storyline. I don't think his contract is up yet, but I do think it's fairly close to the point where he's not wrestling um, and that he um, – maybe is on the on the cusp of having it expire soon or soonish um but uh, you know this also could be pre-planned time off it could be time that he requested because you know he still has a, a young family he's still also trying to be i think more careful health-wise with wrestling and he's been at a pretty good healthy pace for a while now so i don't personally think that his contract is up but i could absolutely see it seeing see it being up soon um because i i mean if anything i think we would have it would have come out differently if his contract really did expire so he's not under contract currently i can tell you that his contract did in fact expire here's the thing what happened and this is what confused a lot of people and uh, hopefully we can clear this up for for some folks from what i understand he worked WrestleMania 34. That was his big comeback. And but before that, he had been under a deal, kind of like what, you know, on-air talent would be on, like not your typical wrestler deal because he wasn't wrestling, he wasn't cleared. Not like a hall, not like a legends deal, but but he was under, you know, he's getting paid to, to be, you know, SmackDown yeah. general manager and all that kind of stuff, right? Then uh, he returned. He worked WrestleMania. That was like a one-shot thing. Shortly after WrestleMania 34, that's when he signed his wrestler contract because now he was back. They wanted to have the one match before he was able to sign. Well, that was three years ago. And and basically he signed. Now, everybody talked about September, September when he signed his newest contract in September. I believe that's true that he signed in September, but all that was was extending his contract probably by a year. 
which mm. would have extended the current deal, which is why it would be up in April of 2021. Think about this. When, say you're Patrick Mahomes, right? NFL quarterback Patrick Mahomes. He signed a contract extension last year that made all kinds of headlines and everything. But all that did was extend the current deal that he was on. It didn't then start a brand new deal that started the day he signed it. That's kind of what yeah. it was. Daniel Bryan just signed a contract extension in the month of September that added a year to his deal when he signed it. And so that's why, from what I understand, his contract is up and, and he is there. Now, it's also expected that he's going to sign with WWE and continue mm -hmm. his contract there, just working on all the specifics. I do think WWE kind of offers the best setup for him right now and, and, and where we're at. I don't want to kind of go into how that can work because it goes into what we want to see him do and, and all of that. So we talked about, you know, what you want to see him do and we talked about it being whatever he wants to do. So now I want to shift that conversation away from whatever he wants to do because I agree with you 100%, right? Just like, just like I hate the Becky Lynch conversation when everybody says, Oh, Becky yeah. Lynch is able to come back. And then other male wrestlers be like, Oh, Becky Lynch needs to at least wait a year before she comes back or not male wrestlers, male fans. And I just laugh and I'm just like, Becky Lynch should come back whenever the hell Becky Lynch wants to come back. If she wants to come back next week, that's her choice. If she wants to wait another year, that's her choice. I just hate what I hated when male fans were like, Oh, we need to, she needs to have at least a year. Maybe she doesn't want to hear, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's her decision yeah. and not our decision. And it's the same with Daniel Bryan, right? But. Now we get to put our fan hat on and, and tell me, so what do we want Daniel Bryan to do? You as a fan, me as a fan, what do we want to see out of Daniel Bryan moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's openly talked about uh, his love of, of going international. Um, and so, of course, I think the top two places I'd love to see him would be Japan and Mexico, um, just because those scenes in particular are, you know, they're slowly coming back up. Um, but I mean, those are just really unique, super, you know, hardcore wrestling, um, areas and such different matchups that he can have and just really unique and versatile opponents that he could face. And so I just want to see him. I, so I kind of want to see him go international or face more international opponents. There isn't anyone here in the United States that I look at and think, man, he should really face him, you know, someone. And, and maybe it's because I just am not, it just doesn't come to mind, but I don't, I, I wouldn't want to see him in an AEW. Um, uh, maybe of course, you know, maybe a, a, a jump back to ring of honor. Um, but you know, for just a kind of a special appearance would be kind of cool. Um, but I don't know at the end of the day, I still think for me where I feel more invested or interested in, you know, where I'd like to see him is in, in an international setting. So I'm pulling for Japan or Mexico. I think, I think that's possible. I think he would like that as well. Um, personally my choice and of course i'm biased but my choice is nxt i want to see daniel bryan in nxt and, and here's why i think it's such a great setting for daniel bryan first of all nxt in its current iteration i don't know if this will change but in its current iteration it records every other week so they mm -hmm. go live on a tuesday and unless something's coming up they typically go live on that tuesday and they record the next week's show uh it doesn't always work that way but and the reason I know this is because I know somebody that that has been going to many of the tapings 
due mm-hmm. to, to, you know, some connections. And so sometimes they record multiple, sometimes they don't. And, and, uh, leading up to the last takeover, they didn't because things were changing so fast and COVID and all that. Right. But, um, but they are leading towards, you know, you do have that every other week structure. Now, if that'll change, we all hear about touring might be coming. We all hear about all that, but, but who knows? NXT is probably last to do that just because it's NXT and we got to get everything else off the ground first. Um, so that to me would be an ideal setting. I also wonder if Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella would relocate to Orlando. And if he were able to work in that trainer role, work with the performance center, be involved in that way, if that's something that could possibly be attractive to him. Now, mm-hmm. you talked about his desire to compete and perform internationally. And I do believe that's there. He said it himself. And, and I think that if that were to be possible within a WWE contract, it would be working in the performance center, working for NXT. You know, that the yeah. Triple H tends to have that. The issue that you run into there is you're setting a precedent that if Daniel Bryan can do it, then what about other people? Can they do it? And so I think what they might be able to pull off is sort of the opposite to where Daniel Bryan wants to wrestle certain people. Well, NXT has been known to bring certain people in to NXT and allow them to perform. So it's, you know, we've seen Jushin Thunder Liger work in NXT. We've seen different talent come in. Alex Shelley came into NXT to team with Kushida uh, right before the pandemic hit. In fact, Alex Shelley and Kushida worked some of the small Florida NXT house shows as a team before the Dusty Classic. And, And then, of course, lost in the Dusty Classic. It's very possible that Daniel Bryan could have those opportunities afforded to him or even be allowed to go outside of NXT and do a few things and then come back. But there's liability issues. There's all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how that's going to, how that's going to turn out, but say he goes to Mexico, say he goes to Japan and something happens, then he's kind of out on his own. But if he's under a WWE contract, now he's protected and his family's protected. And, and that's something that I think is obviously going to be important to him as well. as he's got, you know, a growing family and, and wants to be able to continue to pursue that as well. Plus, I don't see him having a life, quote unquote, outside of wrestling. I just see him having a life outside of the ring. So being a trainer, doing all that in NXT is something I think could be very attractive to him as well. And that can kind of, you know, help with that, help with that transition. So to me, I think NXT is going to be what happens. Maybe he does get to travel a little bit while, quote unquote, secretly under an NXT deal and then and then comes back. This past Monday on NXT or on Raw, we had a commercial for NXT that I was surprised they weren't doing sooner. And, and they had the Karrion Cross commercial promoting his non-title match with Austin Theory. And we see more and more of that crossover. Finn Balor has remained on NXT. Adam Cole has mm-hmm. remained on NXT, despite everybody thinking that it would be time for them to leave. And I could also see Daniel Bryan going to NXT to continue to add some star power to the brand as well. So there's a lot of reasons why I think he could end up in NXT. But that international desire that you talked about, I think, is there. It's just, what does that mean for him physically? You know, who, who knows? Yes. And that's a that's such a good point. And you're right as far as all of the reasons why, you know, he would want to stay with WWE. But it does seem like the fact that he's really trying to find a unique set of opportunities, you know, that's why a contract hasn't been signed yet because he's looking for things that nobody else in the WWE can do. And you're right. It says that presidents and maybe WWE is resistant. And ultimately at the end of the day, if they can't come to an agreement, they can't come to an agreement. And, you know, it does leave the door open for like we talked about, you know, other, 
other opportunities or maybe Daniel Bryan say, if this is the best I'm going to get, then, you know, then this is what I'll stick with. But I have a, a feeling if, you know, the fact that he hasn't signed anything yet already means he's not going to sign anything that isn't up to par to what his expectations right. and hopes are. So, cause he could have easily just signed what they gave him and called it a day. But the fact that he hasn't signed means that he's holding out for something, you know, or some things very specific to what he wants in a deal. Yeah. I think too, if, if, I mean, you talked to about NXT under that umbrella, uh, you know, one area that I think would be awesome to see him in too is NXT UK, which could also help boost some of that viewership because it does get pretty lost within all of the other content that they have. So that would also be a great way to still keep them within that NXT and WWE house, but going in a different direction. And if, you know, like you said, if they bring in, you know, wrestlers internationally for these one-time deals and kind of bring those opportunities to him, then that could also be another way of him kind of accomplishing what he wants, um, but still being within WWE. So I feel like it's a very safe and stable option to remain and stay with WWE. But it also is a feeling that there's a very specific things that he's looking for and requesting that WWE have not yet bent on. Um, and it's now kind of that negotiation game. How, how much longer will they wait out? um before they either cave or you know they have a final offer and, and ultimately he has to decide if it's enough for him you know it's funny everyone wants to see daniel bryan versus walter and they all think that would happen in the uk first of all outside of the the, the crowning of the first united kingdom champion tyler Bate, that title has only changed hands in the united states and yeah. pete dunn won it from tyler Bate in chicago and walter won it from pete dunn in new york so it, it's very interesting how that kind of plays out but if daniel bryan were to wrestle walter you can best believe that would be able to take over here in the states that would not be oh yeah over yeah. overseas um but the, just because it's 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 money and it could happen um kenta by the way lives in orlando so you know that could always be a thing he could come back and, and work and they've brought over liger like who's to say that 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 triple h wouldn't be able to bring over Okada for a match with Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. Like the, the lines of communication between WWE and new Japan are obviously open. They, there's been enough things that have happened yeah. to show that those lines of communication are open. Now so. that would be crazy. Cause I know last week on the hashtag Miranda show, we did talk and you know, you know, you did it. You opened the forbidden door. What? Wait, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. What did I open? The forbidden door. I did, in fact, open the forbidden door. Maybe Daniel Bryan, maybe Kazushi Okada could follow Seth Rollins' jacket back through the forbidden door and show up. Those are some NXT. big shoes to fill or jacket to fill, technically. Big, oh, yeah, or sleeves to fill. I don't sleeves, know. yes. Pockets yeah. to fill. But I mean, I, I mean. The exact scenario that you're talking about, especially like you mentioned when we talked about the kind of defining the open door. I mean, they would have to hype up that Okada oh, yeah. is, you know, from from New Japan, internationally world renowned. Like that acknowledgement does create, you know, the, the stipulation of an open uh, a forbidden door. And I do feel like if WWE is going to maybe explore that for anyone they probably would for Daniel Bryan and anybody mm -hmm. who would want that 
you know, for their career would be Daniel Bryan. So, you know, we definitely a little bit down a rabbit hole, but I think in only the best ways, as you mentioned, like if they want to have it, might as well have it in a way that they can control it or guide it and oversee it, you know? Um, And that's ultimately what's best for them. Like, you know, I, I do feel like they are open there's a lot of people within WWE that are very open to working with people from different promotions, but you know, how that gets translated further up the chain and then business and politics. I mean, it can be, be very complicated, but I think that this would be a great case an example of the forbidden door. major crossover content here on the babyface hill podcast right now right now but happening if anybody could do it it's it's the the one who was best at that in wwe is triple h and and vince doesn't touch nxt vince doesn't you know get involved with what happens in nxt he lets them do their thing so it's definitely possible for for triple h to pull that off especially when nxt is back in an arena for a takeover or something like that so I could see that definitely being something that takes place. Uh, the same with some, you know, they, they, they wouldn't be above bringing in the Laredo kid or somebody that Daniel Bryan might want to wrestle. Daniel Bryan has made public comments that he would love to get into a ring with Kenny Omega. And Daniel Bryan has also made public comments that he really loves how Kenny Omega looks at professional wrestling. Now, Daniel Bryan as as a creative element in WWE was very much pushing, you know, he wanted to see Chad Gable get a push. He wanted to see lots of stars get a push. And eventually it kind of worked with Cesaro and Seth Rollins got mm-hmm. behind that. And then of course they knew each other from, from ring of honor and, and have traveled together and everything. And so that was also a thing, but here we are now. And Daniel Bryan starting to sing the praises of, of, you know, Kenny Omega and he's been vocal about WWE and things in the past. Like can Daniel Bryan kind of cross over into a certain level of annoyance? And if he were to go full on indie Daniel Bryan, is that gonna change anything about how he's viewed either from the company? I'm sure that wouldn't change anything about how he's viewed from the fans, but is that, could that impact anything at all? I don't know. I, I don't know. Part of me thinks not. And, and I and, and I just say that as an optimist. I am an eternal optimist. I always look at the silver lining. I do. And I'm kind of a nice-ish person-ish, you know, you, you and that could be debatable. Uh, but I always try and look at the good in things. So I, as much as we've literally, you know, we've decked it out, we've fought, but ultimately agreed about some of the dumb stuff that Kenny Omega does or has been doing recently, it's not that I don't have a dislike for him. And I could absolutely see what, what Daniel Bryan means as far as maybe the way that Kenny looks at wrestling. I think he does have a unique way of looking at it. And the way that he's approached it is very innovative. And he's gone for it. To his credit, he's gone for it and he's been able to do it. A lot of it is, of course, your association, who you know and who you get behind you and how that works, you know. But also at the same time, I don't think a lot of people would have done anything differently making the same decisions that Kenny has made, Um, especially if it's helped his career. It's helped him, you know, allow him to do wrestling in his way in in a modern time when there is one WWE. And that is really the one road. 
some people like Kenny Omega has been able to establish his own road. Now, going back to what we've talked about a few weeks ago as well, you know, being able to be considered one of the best ever, that's going to be contendable if you never go to WWE, which is absolutely sounds like his path. But I think the way that he thinks and approaches wrestling in himself and, you know, the, the business in more of a modern era, I think people do appreciate that. And maybe that's more of the motivation behind Daniel Bryan is that just more of the innovation and the way he thinks about things is not traditional, is not, you know, cookie cutter. It's something different that you've never seen before. And maybe that's where, you know, those ideas and especially what he can do in the ring can be very appealing to someone like Daniel Bryan. Um, but I think possibly it could rub some people the wrong way in WWE. If you look at maybe some of the more lifers and, and long timers, but it seems like the company knows the value they have in Daniel Bryan um, and have supported him in his ventures and his career for a while. So I don't think he'd lose favor with anyone in WWE for just thinking that, you know, Kenny Omega is doing some good stuff. Um, I just think that, you know, will it ever translate into a WWE ring? No, because you know that's a door that is not going to open. Um, but I don't think forbidden. it's going to impact his his standing in the company just because he likes Kenny Omega. Yeah, and and it just it just befuddles me because what Kenny Omega Kenny Omega's view on wrestling is like unrealistic wrestling and unbelievable wrestling. And that's not what Daniel Bryan has ever really done. And so that's why it's, it's, but I, I I don't know. Maybe it is again, going back to the argument, wrestling is art. You can understand art and not necessarily appreciate an artist, you know, like you, or you can appreciate it and not quite understand it. You can appreciate someone thinking differently about it and having a different perspective, even though it's not yours. Okay. And maybe that's where Daniel Bryan's coming at it from, and, and hopefully he is. So we'll see. We'll find out maybe later this year. I, I don't believe he's going to show up in NXT. I mean, I don't know. We're recording this on Tuesday. Maybe he showed up tonight. I doubt it. But who knows? No, and, he did not. Sorry. And, and so, yeah. Spoiler alert. Thank goodness. He did not show um, up. Because that would ruin everything that we just talked about. So quick commercial cool, break. Though. What's that? That it would have been cool. It would have been cool, and, and, and you know it could still happen at some point, and when it does, it'll be, it'll be fine. Especially Quick commercial break, people. and we'll uh, come right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com The Babyface Heel of the Week is our time to take a look at one or two of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they're better as a babyface or a heel. This week's Babyfaces slash Heels of the Week... Well, Miranda, they're Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. If anyone listened, they heard Chair Shot Radio. We talked about the pending feud between Jimmy and Jay Uso. Now we're going to bring them back together and talk about how are the Usos better as baby faces or as heels. Miranda Morales, we will start with you. Ooh, 
I mean, I kind of predicted it as soon as you added the S's. Like, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. And as I think about it, man, it's to me, it's been such a, a while since seeing them together. And, and to be honest, you know, watching their matches wasn't something that I was absolutely glued to the TV on. So, you know, I, I would like to think, though, in my personal preference, I've liked them more really as they like got over, you know, the, in the last year before the injury happened, I think that was more in this baby face. I feel like not the initial baby face run. I feel like they got comfortable in their own skin, comfortable in their identity. And um, I mean, just an outstanding hardworking tag team. And when they found their identity and that rhythm and their look all came together to be, I, I consider a great baby face team. So like the work that they were doing, you know, I think more like in the 2019 realm was some of the, the best strongest that they had done. And to me, that was more in, in the baby face lane. So I'd like to say they were the best are the best as baby faces. I'm so glad you said that because if we were to run, say, a Twitter poll or a Facebook poll, and right now, I think the overwhelming answer would be heels because Roman's a heel, because Jay's a heel, because everybody loves what's going on there. So they, it's that recency bias, right? Everybody wants what's going yeah. on now and what they want to yeah. see. But I, I and, and I think the Usos are great heels and, and can be great yeah. heels. And I think we're going to see at some point, hopefully after they feud, a great heel run for the Usos. But I do think at their core, they are better working in that hero role and working as baby faces. I think they're better as baby faces who aren't painted up and dancing on their way to the ring. Exactly. Exactly. I think they're good. You know, everybody has to have their edge. And I think, you know, the more modern flair, modern version of the Usos is definitely the better baby face version. Day one ish. Yes. Like but that. I do believe. Again, I feel like they, they found that rhythm. Yeah. They found the look and style, a very just cohesive look and personality. Um, but yes, I, I absolutely agree with you. Not, not the initial, not necessarily with the, with the face paint though. Again, I wouldn't hate it if Jimmy brought that back yeah, for, for the a feud. second, just to, you know, for, for this program. But, um, you know, I think in, in all great teams too, you, once you get to, you always have your initial period, but once you find a good rhythm and I think in any wrestling personality and things start to click, man, do the fans connect with that? And I mentioned 2019 because I feel like they, that's when they were getting their hottest perception, their hottest levels of cheers and, you know, crowd interaction and stuff like that. Like that, I think, was, the, I mean, at, at the height. And it's hard mm-hmm. harder now because, you know, there is no fans. There is, you know, everything is is chimed in. So, again, I, I there's such a skewed view of audience perception now. Um and so even though you're right, there's this recency bias too. There's also the way that we listen to cheers and booze now is is so manufactured. It's hard to tell what is real and what they just chime in and what they bring in. So I'm also going back to when I could actually hear people's reactions. And that was the loudest reactions they got. Even They got more cheers than booze. And that's what I'm going off of. The 2019 Usos are the Usos who forfeited against the New Day to allow Kofi Kingston 
to allow New Day to win the tag team gauntlet so that Kofi Kingston could go on to WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan and, of course, turn into Kofi Mania. So those are the Usos that I think are best. Honestly, we can kind of pinpoint when the Usos were at their best, and that's when this started. And you can hear our conversation about Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, on the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio, all about the potential feud between Jimmy and Jay and what that is. That is, of course, the excuse me, Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio with myself and Miranda Morales. Enjoy. Give it a listen. You won't be sorry you did because, well... I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's only one kind of thing that it is. This is such good shit. So, as we wrap things up, of course, you know what we always do at this point of the program. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of Just because I haven't said this in a, in a while... If you like the three-minute warning theme song, you owe it to yourself to jump into the YouTube and type in the number two, the word skinny, that's S-K-I-N-N-E-E, and the letter J. For two skinny J's, that is the group that made the song three-minute warning. It was a song before it was ever the theme song for the tag team three-minute warning. And I'm just telling you, if you like that song, you'll like the other crap they do because it is it is good good stuff. They're not together anymore, and and they're if you're gonna find videos of them, find their live stuff because they were a live band, not a studio band. Uh, they they put out studio albums because you have to, but that's neither here nor there. This week's three minute warning for us is something that has just come up recently, and I've seen it reported. I've seen some comments on it, and I want to get your thoughts on it. As of today, we have now officially had. Half of the WrestleMania 37 card take place in rematches on television. So there were 14 WrestleMania 37 matches. Seven of them have since been redone on television at least. And what do you think? What do you think about these rematches having taken place here within the next few weeks after WrestleMania 37? Well, I feel like since you mentioned they've already happened and we have WrestleMania backlash happening, I feel like that's a waste of what, WrestleMania backlash is trying to be, could be. I don't know. I feel like by already having these on television, and I know some of the matchups on WrestleMania backlash are new, um, but it, it almost feels like, you know, why, why push all of these rematches so soon um, or at all? You know, WrestleMania in a lot of ways was at least historically, a way to kind of close the chapter on a program and start a new And that's waiting because you got to see new programs, new people, new matches. And the fact that it's almost just a repeat of, of and rematches of what we've seen at WrestleMania, to me, feels like it's such a change in what I'm so used to seeing in WrestleMania. And then on top of that, you have a whole pay-per-view called WrestleMania Backlash that is intended to um, 
you know, kind of continue storylines from WrestleMania rematches, all of that. So, um, you know, I mean, it, but does it, is it super bothersome? I guess not from WWE. Like I just, I don't expect anything different to at this time, like nothing they do, you know, like WWE is going to be at my funeral, at least so they can let me down one more time. Like uh, there will be things that WWE does that will continuously disappoint me, you know, but am I so used to it now? Yes. Yes, I am. That That's funny because it's, it's, you know, they do this all. It's not just WrestleMania. It's happened after every pay-per-view. No. This is, and here's the crazy no, thing. Backlash a lot of times was a lot of WrestleMania rematches. Of the six matches that have been announced for WrestleMania Backlash, exactly zero of them are WrestleMania rematches. None of them are WrestleMania rematches at WrestleMania Backlash. Not a single one features a rematch from WrestleMania, which I just think is hilarious. And maybe that'll change. Well, come, I, call, come yeah, on I call it WrestleMania Backlash. I'm so confused. You call it WrestleMania because it's just things that resulted from WrestleMania. It, it's Backlash was originally supposed to just be the backlash from WrestleMania. And... And a lot of times would feature rematches. It's also just another way to latch onto the WrestleMania name and continue that marketing push that you get out of WrestleMania and start that, you know, that, that But it's push. like they have a bunch of t-shirts and it's like, oh, we can't sell these. So let's just add backlash to it. So they can right. You've already got the WrestleMania up, logo. Let's just put backlash under it. I mean, it's, it's all what they it's do. It's not like they printed a bunch of stuff that they need to figure out what to do with. Like, I just don't understand why they had to add rest, like WrestleMania because it's backlash. marketable. It's all about marketing. It's all about. Is that. it though? Like, mm-hmm. is it that much more? I think WrestleMania backlash is more marketable than backlash backlash. I do only because it's dumber. Like, yeah, it's that's more fine. Marketable you like dumb things, remember? So this this works. Yeah, and even if and if I love dumb things and this is too dumb, like that's also that again. That's when you know it's too much. If it's too dumb for me. Does the name of a secondary pay-per-view really matter all that much? It's WWE. Well, you know, this is from the group that did Great Balls of exactly. Fire. Exactly. You know, all of Maybe that. But, I, you know, exactly. It's a continuous letdown. But I think, too, Backlash has had, like, and, and this could just be nuance or, or for people like me who've been watching for a long time. You know, when you change up the name of an existing pay-per-view like that, too, then just add WrestleMania to it because it's just fully mm-hmm. transparent. They're trying to capitalize on the name of WrestleMania. You know, it, it just, it, it it's kind of whatever, but it to me, it's not really positive either. It's not right. like, oh man, I have to watch it. Nothing... At the end of the day, does the name really matter? No, it's how you build it. But yeah. when you think about, you know, some of the legacy and, and history within WWE, when you do change things up, yeah, I, I'm one of those fans. They're like, you can't change that up. It's been that way forever, but they always change it up. Because, Backlash you know, happened at, at different points in time. It was in different places in the calendar or different, different parts. Yes. Backlash will always be a special place for me because that is where... My and your Maharaja Jinder Mahal became WWE champion for the first and definitely not final time. So that will be because, you know, he's back and he's back back now. We had the conversation last week, but yes. I'm not going to say I told he's you back. so. It was just a dry run. To see hey, if, I said I wanted to be wrong. I said I wanted to and, be wrong. So, and you know? I'm not ready to say you were yet. 
I'm ready to say you are on the we'll road see. towards. Well, we'll see how much wrong. airtime Eva Marie gets next week and the week after. <laughs> it's, it, who knows? They yep. love shiny, pretty things. This is, this is you know. And, and you know, Jinder Mahal is definitely a shiny, pretty thing as well. Um, however, yes. WWE just tends thing. to like different shiny, pretty things. How did we? So, so we turned the, the the WrestleMania rematch conversation into backlash into Jinder Mahal. That, my friends, is podcasting. And that, my friends, is going to do it for this week's edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. Of course, this is part of the Chairshot Radio Network. So head on over uh, to thechairshot.com. Give it a listen. Support the website. Support the movement. Everything that we do for you out of the goodness of our own hearts at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your We mentioned it briefly, but do go back and check out the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio. We talked in depth about the feud, the potential feud between the Usos and where we want to see that go and what we think is going to happen. So please do check that out. You can follow me on social media at Chair Shot Greg. You can follow Miranda at the hashtag Miranda. Miranda, what can the world expect this Thursday on the hashtag Miranda show? Yes, we are going to be talking about some major league wrestling, a topic we don't normally talk about on the hashtag Miranda show, but one that definitely uh, threw a swerve out over the past week. And that is the return of one. Well, I mean, by name familiarity, Dario Quinto of Lucha underground made an appearance, not necessarily of, with in relation to Lucha Underground, but lots of implications. So yeah, we'll talk uh, about Lucha that. Lucha Underground, Azteca we'll Underground. I got, we are gonna I got go some questions. That. I got some questions. Yes, we have lots of questions. More information to share with all of you as far as what may be coming next, and yeah, kind of our thoughts and predictions too, as well as what this means for MLW, for Azteca Underground, and so so much more on this week's hashtag Miranda Show. All right, so check that out. Continue to follow all things ChairShot Radio and ChairShot.com. Until all of that stuff takes place, we will see you right back here next week. Until then, just a quick reminder. Well, you know what to do. You have a head. Use it. Always. Oh, yeah, 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 Ayos. Let's welcome these folks to the Uso Penitentiary. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.